Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello everybody, welcome to the Hot Lab Podcast. I've got some apologising to do, haven't I? Apologise. Um, yeah, this is the... Did I miss Did I miss one or two Hot Laps? I don't even remember anymore. I don't know. Um, basically, we had the TT, the Isle of Man, um, so there's obviously lots of stuff to do when the TT happens over here. I'm a, bit, I'm a fan, fan of the racing bikes. I like going and watching them, like throw themselves around the Isle of Man TT course. I, uh, I admire the bravery and it's, there's very few things unchanged and there's a reason bringing this up comes to Formula One because I wanted to say it on the last podcast as well. Uh, um, the uh, few things remain unchanged in this world and there's very few things that you can slip back into and for me being uh, 40 years of age in exactly a month um it brings me back to the 90s watching the TT because it's very it's, it's not changed an awful lot there's some of the entertainment's changed but the um the racing side of it still feels very similar and people need to realize that if we take stuff away it doesn't come back you know, you don't get it back you get to you can complain about it and then as soon as it's gone the people that complain to get rid of it in the first place become I oh, wish we wish we kind of had that again now. That was pretty good, wasn't it? 
oh well it's fucked um that's how i feel about monaco and that's that's why i, I thought i'd bring this up i don't even remember whether i mentioned this on a hot lap or not but i've completely 360s on monaco i used to be the one that we stay fucking get it out of the calendar it's fucking garbage we shouldn't have it ever let's just move on and now comes the conclusion get rid of Monaco, a Monaco never happens again. Nothing like Monaco happens again. So if you've got a 23-race 23, 23 season, it doesn't fucking matter, does it? One bad race. You know, you're going to get bad races anyway. So like one bad race, which has got a bit of fucking something else to it, keep it in, be fine. Uh, we had the Spanish Grand Prix uh, in the middle. I don't think I did a hot lap for Spanish Grand Prix. Uh, we've just had the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, and that's what we're going to focus and go through now. Uh, I didn't ask for any um, talking points this week. Uh, I instantly regret it because uh, it would have become in handy, but essentially, to go along with my excuses from TT Week, my son was... Um, if you're sick, nothing, nothing bad. Um, he just he had a chest infection. He was coughing a lot, and, and obviously, I'm, when I have him, I'm here on my own in my house, and I'm just not quite callous enough to sit with headphones on for two hours. Well, my son might be coughing himself into oblivion upstairs. So that that's why this is late and we're doing it on Monday. Obviously, Three Legs, Four Wheels isn't getting recorded because, once again, Paul has the COVIDs. Um, I don't... I don't know how... How has he caught so quickly, so quickly again? Ah, well, I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, so I'm recording this on a Monday night. Let's do the thing. Obviously... I didn't show my wares. If you want to support me doing podcasts, even though I've just said I've missed a couple of weeks, uh, if you want to support me doing podcasts, go over to Musty Audio's Patreon. That's where you can help me out. It's very much appreciated. Um, let's talk about Formula One. So, um, in reverse order of where the drivers finished, and we'll, we'll have a little, we'll have a little natter about the drivers as we go through it. I think because we don't have talking points, so we might as well make a meal out of this. Uh, Kevin Magnussen first DNF, uh, very sad for him. Uh, wouldn't be the first Ferrari car to stop this weekend. Um, it, it, the promise of Haas has sort of disappeared a little bit, hasn't it? Kevin Magnussen was well showing Mick Schumacher the way, though. Um, he's made Mick Schumacher look a bit more, not a bit average, more average. Uh, I, I'm not convinced Formula One is the place for Mick Schumacher. We might as well do them together because Mick Schumacher was uh, DNF just before, uh, just after him. Um, Gunther Steiner is being very critical of um, Mick Schumacher at the moment. I, I look up and down the grid. I'm, I wonder. You know, some people have said, oh, we should get in an Alfa Romeo or we should go to Austin Martin. I don't understand where those teams would want them, to be perfectly honest. I realise the names there, but a name can only get you so far. And I remember saying before he came in, because obviously you guys know I had a soft spot for Dan Tickton. And Tickton was convinced that in European Formula 4, I think it was, or Formula 3, that... Um, he was going to win that championship. Tickton was going to win that championship. 
and all of a sudden Mick Schumacher started winning races and he was convinced that something had been done to Mick Schumacher's car to help him get through the junior series. I 100% believe that and um, I always said if this was the case and they were just desperate to make sure a Schumacher got back into Formula 1, um, then he would get found out really quickly in Formula 1. I think he has been. Uh, I said during qualifying, I tweeted that I think these rules are really a highlight in the drivers that probably shouldn't be in Formula 1, um, and we'll get to Lance Stroll later. But yeah, uh, interesting. Um, nothing really, nothing of note, but I, I wish I wish we'd see Haas up a bit further. I was enjoying seeing Haas like, battle and being right up there in the midfield. Uh, Alex Albon DNF'd. I don't actually remember what happened to Alex Albon. That was a shame. He's doing the best in what he's got. Uh, apparently rumours that Oscar Piastri is due to sign a two-year deal with Williams um, to replace Nicholas Latifi. So that would probably see um, Fernando Alonso out of his Formula 1 career, another two years at Alpine for him. Uh, then I would imagine Oscar Piastri after doing two years of wounds. It, it looks like they're going to go down the uh, the same road as Mercedes did with George Russell. It hasn't worked out too badly for him. Um, so, yeah, Oscar Piastri in a Williams for two years and a much better Williams than um, George Russell had uh, as well, you, you would imagine. Uh, and then straight up to the main team to replace Fernando Alonso is what I think is going to happen. But uh, good to see that because uh, Nicholas Latifi really, really is looking a bit out of his depth. Um, and also good, I, I, th- I think having somebody like Fernando Alonso on the grid is a good thing. So it would be nice to uh, nice to have him around for another two years. Uh, Yuki Snowder, unlucky for Yuki. He was running well, well up there in the points. Had DRS failure. He should have finished, what, fifth? I think he should have been fifth. Um, so yeah, a real shame for him. Alpha Tauri looked like a good car this weekend, and they, you know, they they're in desperate need of scoring some extra points. But yeah, shame for shame for Yuki Tsunoda. Hopefully, he'll do better the next time. He at least he's looking now like he deserves to, to be in a seat. I was super critical, wasn't I, with him at the beginning, and I didn't really think he could turn it around. And he seemed to be doing the job he's doing a good enough job to stay in Alpha Tauri and the Red Bull program while uh, they don't have anybody else worth sticking in the car so that's probably going in his advantage to me he reminds me of a um um D- um D'Ambrosio is it was that his name uh one of those ones where you think oh you're uh you know you're you're there, but I feel you just maybe place holding, place holding for somebody else, and uh, not John Eric Verne. John Eric Verne was a Verne was a fantastic driver and shouldn't have fell on that Formula One. Um, Zhou Guan Yu, sixteenth. Uh, something went wrong with him, didn't it? Something went wrong for Joe, and I can't remember because he was driving well and he was well ahead of his teammate, but I can't remember what happened to him. There you go. Uh, Nicholas Latifi was 15th, kind of didn't look didn't look the part this weekend. Um, I 
He just looks like he's struggling, doesn't it? It's not. It's 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 not. It's nothing. There's nothing bad. He's, he just never looks dangerous or anything like that. But he just looks like he's fucking struggling in that car. And I think maybe maybe this is the last year we'll see Latifi on the grid in Formula One. Probably be quite a good thing. Speaking about Canadians that shouldn't be in Formula One, Lance Stroll was fourteenth. Um, considering Sebastian Vettel, I mean, he finished in the points. Probably for it should have finished slightly higher in the points. Maybe a Guys, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm reading Monaco. Jesus Christ. Right, let's fix this. Ugh, gross. Let's see how close that was. How close was that to reality? I thought something seemed seemed weird. Yeah, the two Ferraris. Fuck me sideways. Right, sorry. Uh, Carlos Sainz, first DNF Ferrari. Should I restart the podcast? Probably should restart the podcast, shouldn't I? I'm not going to. Um, so, I wonder. I wonder how many message me. Message me saying, like, how many of you did I either confuse or did you know I'd fucked up straight away? Um, please answers on a postcard. Uh, at least, at least you know it's natty. I'm just. Yo, I'm not I'm not super scripted coming at your own natty and such. Um Carlos Sainz, first retirement, first Ferrari retirement of the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, the Grand Prix that's just been, the Grand Prix that we're gonna go through. At least I just made some extra content there after not asking you for any fucking uh questions. Um yeah, he had some sort of power issue. We're not sure. Pulled off to, off to the escape ro- road, not great. The first thing I thought was like, oh my god, he's crashed again. But uh no, not his fault, but it was the beginning of what would be a fucking worse afternoon for Ferrari because just after that, Charles Leclerc, big old-fashioned engine failure. He looked like he was driving a red Stuart Grand Prix at one point. Um, to me, championship over. I don't believe... I, I see this is the thing. If if it was last year and it was Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes that had had the same look that Ferrari's had, you'd always go, Lewis might get to like hot, the, the mid-season break and just bang five wins in a row in. Um, I do not believe... I, I don't have faith in Ferrari and I don't have faith in Charles Leclerc of, to do that. Because it, I think they are kind of a cursed team together. Because Ferrari can make enough mistakes on their own. Charles Leclerc can make a couple of mistakes too. So it's it's almost like at some point there's always somebody willing to throw it throw it over the road. Uh, you know, it's I mean, it obviously like Monaco wasn't Charles Leclerc's fault. Uh, I don't think Spain was Charles' fault either, was it? Azerbaijan definitely not his fault. But uh, again, Ferrari, like desperately trying to hold on to failure in the fucking jaws of victory so not a good weekend for ferrari uh the next ferrari engine to go is joe guan yu that's why i got confused before because i knew joe had gone and kevin magnuson uh kevin magnuson was the next ferrari powered car to go he um it i just don't that's got to be a fundamental problem hasn't it there's got to be a fundamental problem when you have 
one, two, three, four, five, six cars, and five of them are one engine, and five of those. Are the I mean, the it's Zhuguan Yu hasn't it hasn't been said it's engine related, but it looked like they had to retire the car before the engine went. Um, Carlos Sainz's gearbox gearbox is a connected fucking engine, so you know I I think there is. There's going to be some head scratching going on at Ferrari. Uh, the other reason I got confused with Monaco because Lance Stroll once again did badly. Um, he DNF'd. He was in 16th. Absolute muppet in qualifying. Uh, just overcooks it. Goes nose first into the into the barrier, managing not to fucking damage his car in some like crazy turn of events. And then he went, no, nah, it's fine. I'll just not turn for a corner in three corners time. And I'll take the front right corner off my car. So, um, it's just, he was, he was crashing that car on Saturday, whether the, whether look wanted him to or not again, really not looking the part, really looking out of place and being found out by the new trickier cars. Uh, Nicholas Latifi was 15th. Again, being found out by the trickier cars. 14th was Mick Schumacher, again, being found out by tricky cars. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda, everything I said before, where I thought it was right, was uh, that was factually correct. He had a DRS problem, uh, had to come in, they wrapped some tape around it. He should have finished in the points. Unlucky Yuki. Alex Albon did finish, didn't DNF. Um, 12th, just doing what you can. Doing what he can in that car. Um, I hope to see him in a better Williams or an, or a different team next year. There might be openings for him to go somewhere else as well because, you know, if you when you look at that was drumsticks falling off the table. Um, I just recently bought a, um, I bought an electronic drum kit to have in the house because uh, I want to. I, I mean, I just want to be better at playing the drums. I've I've realised that I've been kind of riding, riding a little bit of talent that I've got, and maybe if I just put a slight little bit of effort in, I'd probably be better than I am. Um, where are we? Yeah, Alex Albon. I mean, I don't think the seats are guaranteed for Austin Martin. Say, um, I don't think seats are guaranteed at Haas. I don't think seats are guaranteed at Alfa Romeo. I think there'll be a seat vacant at McLaren. Um, it's probably it, but that's a lot of that's that's a lot of cars which you've got a better car than what you're in. So if a move for Latifi for one year would be would be really good for him, I think. Um, especially with Sergio Perez being signed up, sort of for for a longer deal. I think Albon definitely needs to needs to be looking at his own future and probably not within the Red Bull program. Uh, Valtteri Bottas was 11th, really struggled. Um, and it was his teammate... Um, his teammate went went out, but Ojo had the pace on Bottas uh, for qualifying and the race. Um, Bottas believes there must be a fundamental problem because of the lack of pace he had, he does go well there as well. So it was it was weird. Uh, he would have been my sneaky fiver for like an outsider podium or something crazy if it would have been a wet race. But um, 
yeah, real, real, real head scratcher for Valtteri Bottas. Esteban Ocon did a solid race. Um, seemed to be looking after tyres all the time. Uh, he finished 10th. Lando Norris was 9th. Unhappy being asked to stay behind Daniel Ricciardo. Said there was a slam dunk overtake for him. Um, I know Ricciardo like, would, didn't overtake him in the first stint. Um what I would say is McLaren f- kind of fucked that by giving a bad stop. That that whole idea it didn't work out for him. Didn't McLaren just didn't really have the pace. Um, I would have been tempted to to have just overtaken Daniel on D- under DRS because the move was there. The move was there into turn one. But it is one of those things. Uh, I think there's a bit of needle between those two. I know people don't really want people want them to be this big bromance, but not sure why. Um, but yeah, uh, I think there's a little bit of needle between the two of them. I think Daniel Ricciardo's in trouble. You know, this is they 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 had similar pace this weekend, but um, I mean, the thing is, Daniel Ricciardo was kind of where Daniel Ricciardo would be. The difference was Lando Norris wasn't able to extract more from the car. And that's usually what you see. I think I do. I do think this was less Daniel Ricciardo doing well, and uh, Lando Norris not quite dragging that car four places up from where it should have been because something went wrong. Something went on there because he looked quick in FP3, putting in like the fourth fastest time, and then it came to qualifying, all that pace just disappeared somewhere. So something, something afoot. Uh, I don't think they're going to do much better in um, Canada, to be perfectly honest. So it's a strange, strange team, McLaren, at the minute. I can't quite put my finger on where they are. And they they experienced some porpoising as well this weekend. We haven't really seen that from the McLaren um, this season. So interesting how where that's come from hopefully that was track specific and it's not something we're going to see more more of uh fernando alonso was seventh uh fairly good drive from fernando that alpine with the low low um low drag wing on the back of it is absolutely rapid in a straight line and um yeah i tell you what you're uh, if you're gonna sneaky bets if no, if no one else like manages something like that, Monza, Monza for for an Alpine with that straight line speed, I think would be uh, would definitely be something that I'd be looking at, maybe splashing something out on Canada as well. Canada's Canada's not afraid of a straight, um, so may, maybe um, Alpine can go reasonably in, uh, reasonable in. Canada this weekend. Um, Sebastian Vettel was sixth. Probably should have finished higher. Went for a move on Yuki Sonoda, I believe it was. Overcooked it, went into the, went into the uh, um, escape road. Spun it round, got out, didn't lose a lot of time. Really good spin. I spin round to try and fix it. But he looked more like the old Sebastian Vettel. You know, it wasn't a stupid Sebastian Vettel move he did. He was just really trying to get past someone and just overcooked it. He was being racy. He had some confidence in the car. That was nice to see, especially when you consider where his fucking teammate was. Uh, he really did drag the best out of that car he could do. 
And a couple, few more results from that. We might not be seeing the back of Sebastian Vettel as quickly as we think we will. Uh, Pierre Gasly, solid result from Pierre Gasly in fifth. Again, like I said, AlphaTauri was looking good this weekend. Uh, Lewis Hamilton was fourth. Good recovery drive from him. Really the only person out there doing any overtaking, but I think that's what's going to happen when you qualify out of position like he did. Um, but yeah, it's... He was voted driver of the day. I was slightly confused by that, but I suppose, like I said, he was the guy making the moves. So maybe it looked a bit more, a bit more impressive than what other people were doing out there. Um, I'll let's talk about Lewis's back. So the Mercedes porpoising is fucking crazy. Like both cars banging against the floor all the time. How that must be in that cockpit. That's the thing. I don't want to, with what I'm going to say, I don't want to play down the problem because it is a problem. And it's costing them loads of time as well. The fact that that car is banging against the floor like that and they still manage to be best of the rest is quite something. It shows there is some inherent, there's some speed in that car. There is some ground, grassroots speed in it. And it's just solving this one problem. Solve that problem. I think they're up there with Ferrari and Red Bull. It's a case of whether they can solve that problem. Um, but the way Lewis was getting out of the car. Now, there was other people had had issues with Porpoison. One of them being his teammate. His teammate didn't have time to milk getting out of the car. Um, because he was too busy picking a trophy up. I believe Lewis Hamilton was in pain. I'm sure he was. I'm sure it was very uncomfortable. It's fucking ridiculous. Like when you think about how low those cars off the, are off the ground, and uh, it, when your car's bottoming out for an hour and a half, it's not going to be fun. However, I do believe Lewis was milking it. I believe he's milking it for two reasons. Um, George did him this weekend. Like this was. Because uh, there's been a few things where people have gone, oh, the safety car found Lewis in George's favour. Or this happened, or something happened to Lewis. Lewis was hit by Magnussen. Fine. I still believe, you, to an extent, you make your own luck. Um, but this weekend, he was, he was quicker than uh, George in free practice, but George was chipping away at it, got whatever they were doing to set up right, Came to qualifying. What was George? Um, how much quicker was George ahead of Lewis in the end? Uh, a couple of tenths on him. Yep. Yep. He had two tenths on his teammate. So... He found that for qualifying. In the race, uh, if when you look at the long run pace between the two of them, George, very close pace, if not George edging it, to be perfectly honest. Uh, the other thing is as well, George never really had to push. So I would imagine he had something in reserve as well. Should he have had to battle somebody, never... Never really had to fight, did he? Um, so I think that's one reason. I think George picking another podium up, 
and essentially doing Lewis over the course of the whole weekend, uh, ultimately over the weekend, I should say. Um, I think that's part of the reason. I think the other part of the reason is the pressure that Mercedes must be putting on the FIA now because they want real changes. I don't think they should get them. I think they need to fix their problems, not expect um, their problems to be fixed for them. So, but that's that's what they're pushing for. And I think that's what Lewis Hamilton was like really, really milking getting out of the school for um, because it's it, it's it's just an, it's an all round bonus for him if he's if he says he he's he's really suffering inside the car it's a reason for that for him being slower than george uh if he can do it to the point where it looks like he's you know something needs to be done about it because he's a seven time world champion and because he's lewis hamilton that comes with a lot of weight to it and i do think there's a chance that they could get some sort of intervention but i really don't think they should have it um but yeah, good race from Lewis. Good race from George Russell. Again, Mercedes picking points up where Ferrari have scuffed. Sorry, I should say the two teams because it's not just always Ferrari, is it? Uh, have scuppered and they are picking positions up that they don't deserve. Uh, we'll go through the, the standings later on and see just how much of an outsider George Russell still is at the, for the World Championship. But... Um, satisfying I know they're upset about the porpoising but all things considered good weekend for Mercedes um, Sergio Perez was second uh, took the lead from Charles Leclerc into the first corner I, I felt it was a bit of a gimme one at, uh, you know, after Charles had gone out and you saw Max closed up to Sergio Perez and we thought it looked like a race and overtake at first but it was clearly clearly team orders they came over told Checo not to fight. We don't like to see it, but it's understandable, isn't it? You know, it's if I believed Checo could keep the pace that he had in Monaco and here up through the whole season, I think it'd be different. I think things will definitely swing back towards Max in Canada. Um, so yeah, Max took takes the win. Another 25 points. You know, they're, they're romping away at the moment in the championship. Like I said, I think the championship's done. And I've always said I still believe that um, Mercedes are a bigger threat to Max Verstappen for the world championship if they can sort the porpoise now than Charles Leclerc is. Let's have a look at the standings. <sighs> Why is this taking so long today? Um, Max Verstappen leads the championship with 150 points ahead of his teammate Sergio Perez on 129 points. Charles Leclerc now has 116 points. George Russell is in fourth with 99 points, ahead of Carlos Sainz with 83 points. Um, Lewis Hamilton has 62 points. Lando Norris 50 in seventh. Eighth, Valtteri Bottas with 40. It's good. That's a good amount of points for Valtteri Bottas in that car, isn't it? Uh, Esteban Ocon, 31 points in ninth. Pierre Gasly, 16 points in tenth. Fernando Alonso, 11th with 16 points. And that does not tell the picture. I'm going to keep saying that. Twelfth, uh, Kevin Magnussen with 15 points. Daniel Ricciardo, 15 points in 13th. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, 
13th, uh, 13 points with uh, in 14th. 15th, Yuki Snowder with 11 points. 16th, Alex, Al- Alex Alban with 3 points. 17th, Lance Stroll with 2 points. Guan Yu Zhou, 18th, 1 point. Mick Schumacher, Nico Hulkenberg and Nicholas Latifi remain pointless. Uh, so, yeah, we look forward to the Canadian Grand Prix. I'm going to do my absolute best to get back to doing all podcasts and I will... Uh, I will stick something out for you for some talking points for the next one. Um, I'm very busy with Musi Audio at the minute, um, doing War Room podcasts and uh, Alien Addict. We had a fucking killer Alien Addict podcast the other day where there was a, a panel of us on and we also had a guest on the show who was a NASA engineer that built stuff for the fucking International Space Station. That was wild. Um, if you're not listening to Musi Audio and listening to my... Well, it's, Musi Audio is essentially turned into a conspiracy channel now, pretty much. It's pretty much a conspiracy podcast channel. Um, it's gone through many, many phases from being a comedy show to a um, like a talking heads a social commentary thing about culture wars to then being this mick mick mash in the middle then me doing like a solo show where i i really wasn't sure which way to go with it when i was doing the um like the monologue podcast uh, uh this is cheaper than therapy i really do feel that after after doing this podcast for as long as i've been doing it hooking up with alien addict so i can put all of his content on musty audio and doing my own own panel show as well uh i really feel it's took it it's it's hit its stride now so if you're not already listening to musty audio and you like um conspiracies then this is the show for you you know it's 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 a good show i'm i'm really quite happy with it um so yeah always busy there's lots of podcasts lots of content going up uh you can follow me on tiktok at total shunt that is it's musty audio that is definitely a conspiracy tiktok channel um other than that follow me at total shunt on all the social medias go subscribe to the um musty audio patron because that is genuinely the only way i can keep doing this uh i know i 100 mean that um because doing podcasts i'm not don't get me wrong i'm not gonna lie i know you hear these people that that turn around and say oh it keeps us in this and that and the other and that and that that." right if if you do a podcast you know doing a podcast isn't a, a huge amount of money um i am still paying for the gear i use because i bought it on um uh i bought it but i bought like all the studio gear on credit and um I do have to pay hosting costs, and ge- like genuinely, if if uh, like if it came to a point where I had to foot the bill for doing it, I'd probably have to stop because I couldn't quite warrant spending that money every month just as a vanity project. So I, it does genuinely help me keep making podcasts. So if if you like what I'm doing, um, then sub to that. I do have something else in the works that isn't. It's either going to be really quickly, or it's going to take a little bit, lo- a little bit longer, because uh, I'm currently writing a dramatized serial podcast, 
which is going to be very much in the vein of Musiodia, like War Room and Alien Addict. Um, I've probably written the pilot now. If I if I was to open my MacBook and I have a good idea of where to take the shows, but I, what I want to do is I want to get that um, written and ten episodes recorded, ready to go out as a serial. As like as like a, I'd like to do season one, if you like, and then depending on uh, depending on uptake, there might be a season two. So that's something else that's gonna that that that's going on. I just I really do need just need to find some time to sit down and write uh, because the ideas for it are there. Then I need to get my acting shoes on and do some of the voiceover work for it, which will be fucking terrifying um other than that you guys keep being cool interacting with you guys talk about formula one makes formula one better for me i enjoy it thoroughly i hope to be back on three legs four wheels unbelievably soon once paul has uh recovered from sniffles 2.0 and i will see you soon ciao Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.